Rigged homicide. Nobody's dead. Hey, the night's young. This is Sergeant Murtaugh. Threat or scare? It's a real thing. Where's the bomb squad? They're on the way. Good. Bomb squad. Everything's under control. Let's go in there. Let's go. Roger, I think we ought to check this out. Hey, 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 Riggs. What? Bomb squad's on the way. There's no bomb in there. You know how come I know there's a bomb in the building? How? Because I got eight days to retirement, and I will not make a stupid mistake. There is no bomb in that building. I will bet vital parts of my anatomy to the fact. Now, look. Just, just, just look. Trust me, okay? usually my first mistake. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, in a Silver Pictures production of a Richard Donner film, Lethal Weapon 3. We're back! Yeah, yeah, back. yeah. Hey, listen, listen. Yeah. You think I can get a gun this time? Hi there. <laughs> it's a bad movie, folks. Episode number 49. I'm Scott. I'm here today, as always, with Nerd. Hello. And John. Hello! And today we're going to be doing Lethal Weapon 3, which is a 1992 film directed by Richard Donner, um, as were all the other Lethal Weapon films. Not 1992, but all directed by Richard Donner. Um, First memories of this film, um, I remember going to, um, this was when the point in Milton Keynes was the place to go to. If you lived in this area, you wanted to go and see a film, you went to the point, it was the first multiplex in, in Britain, I think, wasn't it? In Milton Keynes. I believe Milton Keynes. I believe it was the first moment. Home of Superman. Yes. <laughs> and I went to see this film with a friend of mine uh, named Gary. And we used to go over on the bus and watch a couple of films, come home again. And this day we watched four films in one day. I think that was the most I'd ever seen in one day outside of a film festival since. And we saw Unforgiven, Lethal Weapon 3... Batman Returns, and Alien 3. As you would, on the way home, we would talk about the films we'd seen, and it wasn't until we were pulling into the bus bays at home that I realised we'd not mentioned Lethal Weapon 3 once. (laughs) So (laughs) I I, I realised then that it wasn't the best film I'd ever seen. (laughs) That day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that was my, my first memories of Lethal Weapon 3. And what about you guys? Do you remember seeing this the first time? I don't really... I, I never really got into or saw any of the Lethal, lethal Weapon films until like the late 90s, I think when DVD started doing right. rounds. Um, I just... Well, there were a bunch of films that I had no interest in because I don't think I really knew much about them. And they just didn't interest me at all. I think I saw them around about when Lethal Weapon 4 came out. So for right. me, like, I don't really have much early memories other than sort of watching them all almost back to back and number three seemed made, made the least impression on me. Yeah. Yeah. JP? I remember being excited for Lethal Weapon 3 at the cinema and I remember it being out about the same time as Batman Returns and I remember thinking, because I liked both franchises, I liked the Lethal Weapon films. Yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, that every time there's a sequel to one of these big films, you get like, the extended casting. And it's like, oh, cool, Batman's now fighting Catwoman and Penguin. And similarly, I remember thinking for Lethal Weapon, it's like, oh, now they've put him in and this guy. And, you know, it's kind of like almost like a superhero film. Yeah, Rene Russo. And, uh, yeah, they were. Yeah. They're adding the, who are they adding in for this one? 
And I remember liking the kind of Danny Glover, Mel Gibson thing. I sure. remember enjoying that. Um, and I don't remember not liking Lethal Weapon 3. I mean, I don't specifically remember watching it the same day as all those other movies which were better. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> which yeah. I think now have aged much better. Yeah. I don't know. And do you know and what the funny thing still good films. If I hadn't seen Lethal Weapon 3 with those other three films and enjoyed those films so much more, even Alien 3, which got much maligned at the time, I really liked Alien 3. Me too. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't think I would remember seeing it at all if it hadn't been for the fact that I saw it that The day. interesting thing is, now I watch it now, it feels very, it feels very forced. Mm. Like they're going through the motions for a film that's the third part in a franchise. Yeah, and I mean this you is know. a thing I was going to get into later, but yeah, it, it, this feels like they had a schedule and nothing to fill it with. Like, like mm. to give you a, I mean, and usually I compare the films of the past and the films of the <coughs> present, and I find the films of the present um, lacking. Mm. But when I compare something like. Lethal Weapon 3 to something like in you know, Fast 7. They seem like they're having more fun. They didn't seem like they were having a ton of fun no. yeah. in Lethal Weapon 3 <coughs> so much as they were just hitting the notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a nod from both of those things you're saying. Like, I agree with John. Like, it doesn't feel like there's much fun to be had in this from the cast and they feel like they're, they're going through the motions a bit. And I think, I'll take Scott's point, to me it feels like a film that was made out of a necessity just to have another film. They've got a slot. But they had a slot where Mel Gibson was available, Danny Glover was available, yeah. and Richard Donner was available. And they, they've like, if, the, the script, when you, when you go through it, I guess, yeah. it feels very flabby yeah. and very on one track. And it, it, there are points in the film where shit just happens for no reason yeah. because they clearly had no time to write anything decent. Yeah. It's just a bunch of scenes. And interestingly, I think, looking at it now... The scenes that, for me, are the most successful ones are the ones where they are round um, Roger's house, and it's oh. most like a sitcom. Because at this stage, I think it almost is a sitcom. And when the police cop thriller story has to get in the way, that's almost when the film's at its clunkiest, I think. Right. Um, yeah. Is when they're is when they're having to do the plot rather than just do the mugging because right. it feels to me by by Lethal Weapon three mostly what they want to do is the mugging mostly what they want to do is the messing around <coughs> quipping yeah, um, yeah character farce stuff yeah um, I feel like there's more of that in this film than in any of the previous Lethal Weapons yeah. you know and even though there's more of it it still feels like the bits that aren't it are. Uh, are preventing the cast from doing more mugging. Which yeah. is really just what they yeah, want to right, do. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's definitely much beautiful. Because I, I haven't seen the first two for a while, but I remember the first one was quite a dark film. Yeah. Right, well, this is what I was going to say. So if we, if we get into it now then, and we'll recap the first two films. So Lethal Weapon 1 was 1987. And it's properly a, a, like a police action thriller. Mm. There's not a lot of comedy in it, if any. or you know, the, odd, the odd little bit. And it's about a cop who's grieving the loss of his wife, and he's basically trying to commit suicide by getting yeah. himself into all sorts of scrapes. That you know, yeah, he's he's got a, he's got a death wish. Yeah, he's, he's got a death wish. He's pushing himself further and further. Yeah, he's not like act 
actively letting himself get killed. He is trying to prevent crimes and things, but he's not bothered if he gets killed because he's, he's trying to kill himself anyway. You know, the points in the film where you see him trying to commit suicide and he just... And that's pretty dark stuff. Yeah. Even with that crazy saxophone over the top of it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, really will we and he gets partnered, <laughs> and he gets partnered with with a family man, um, Roger Murtor, who's yeah. Roger Murtor. Roger, Roger Murtor. Who is this character? You're talking Hi, I'm Roger Murtor. You are Roger Murtor. Such... I didn't say Murtor. <laughs> you did. Murtor, didn't you yeah. don't say Murtor. Roger Murtor. Yeah. And he's how many days from retirement in the first one? <laughs> about three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. He gets, yeah oh. Anyway, so. He gets partnered with him. He's three days away in the first one. Yeah. He's five days away in the second one. And a week away. And he's eight days away in the third one. So, anyway, he gets partnered with him and um, over the course of the film they become friends. He sort of brings him out of his shell a bit. Um, They get... Now, the the villain is what I want to talk about. So, in Lethal Weapon 1 you've got the villain is the general who's like a proper evil bastard. He's a drug dealer. He's, He's using his ex-military connections to get drugs into the country. Um, he's got a henchman who's proper hench, Mr. Joshua. Right. And he's a proper villain and people get killed. It's, 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 a, pro- it's action, a proper action, thriller, thriller. Police procedural. Exactly. is what, what it is. Trying to say. It's what it is. They almost like a dirty Harry. Yeah. They've got to find the bad guy that's part of the film yeah the shit the bad guy's doing are part of the film yeah and the bit where those two intersect is the most of the film yes so that's that's cool and Lethal Weapon 2 obviously they decided to go more the comedy route now Riggs is a little bit easier going he's still doing some crazy stuff but he's not got a death wish anymore no he's unhinged but he's not yeah he's not got a death wish Um, it's funnier the villains again are quite serious you've got Arjun Rudd who's a South, Af- um, South African diplomat who's, um, again, I think it's something to do with Krugerrands and it's using Krugerrands to launder drug yes. money again um, yeah. so that they can, they're, they're bringing drugs in again, turning all the money into Krugerrands and getting it back into South Africa yeah. and using his diplomatic cover sure. to evade investigation. And again, his, his henchman is Peter Vordstedt, who's a proper, again, proper villain, real good fighter, gives Riggs a good kick in at one point. Um, and again, that, that part of the film, the villains again really tough yeah. and threatening, and they've got a plan and they know what they're doing. And more importantly, you know what they're doing. And they kill his girlfriend. Yes, and that, yeah, yeah, you later find really... out. Yeah, you later find out that actually no, his girlfriend didn't die in a car crash. This guy was trying to kill Riggs and kill his his wife yeah. instead, which again pushes Riggs over the edge. Into, so killed his wife, but they also yeah. drown Patsy Kensit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's really, it's but quite, she comes back and it's quite <laughs> grim. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's yeah, it is quite quite bad. But again, it is a, a funnier film. But yeah, but I think it's funny, but, but we've also got Joe Pesci, haven't we? So yeah, Leo I mean, gets he comes in. Who comes in is I think the accountant for the yeah. uh, South African guy. So he's a witness. Important to remember, he's an accountant. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's very much a side plot, but he's a funny part of the film. But, but it, and he's not in it loads he's, no. only, he's only in it for a, a chunk of the film they yeah. basically he's a witness protection they've got to keep him safe because he's got the scoop yeah. and you know but but they do introduce the kind of they fuck you at the drive through yeah. stuff mm-hmm. and his character is okay 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 Leo gets whatever you want all that stuff yeah. is there but it's kind of confined to a 
to a section of the film, right. isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, and then, and then yeah. So I mean, that Lethal Weapon two, and then in Lethal Weapon four again. I think I think Lethal Weapon four is actually pretty good. I really like Lethal Weapon four. Yeah, and again, I think it's more competent than this. Yeah, and again, the villains are really cool. And Jet Li was just brilliant in it. I mean, Jet Li is the villain was sort of thing really good because now finally you've got someone who really is fucking threatening, and you know, if you're in a fight with Jet Li. But in trouble. There's also other things. There's clear themes in that one. Yeah, family at the same time. You know what the bad guys are doing. Again, people. The villains are, yeah, the villains are. You know, you know it's some um, uh, basically slave trade. Then yeah, in, in, in yeah, the people, human trafficking. Yeah, human trafficking. So don't tell Vin Diesel that it used to be an action franchise whose main theme was family. Yeah, mad. He yeah. he will go fucking medieval on your ass. But, I mean, basically, and the point I'm trying to make is the previous films and the next one had villains. That <laughs> yeah. got a clear, clear, plot, a clear, clear plan. Clear plot and a you clear. knew what they were doing. Yeah. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So, Lethal Weapon 3, at the beginning of this, Riggs really should be quite chilled out, shouldn't he? He should be over his, his issues yeah. now. Shouldn't be got a death wish. Should be on an even keel. Because uh, he's got Roger as his best friend and basically an adopted family in, in Roger's yeah. family. Um, the wife shit's been dealt with to, to a large degree and everything should be cool. So why is the opening scene of this film, him determined to get him and Roger blown up in a I, fucking yeah. warehouse or whatever it is, a car park? They've, but that's because it's just shit writing because it's not a case of him being having a death wish. It's to create a zany, larger-than-life situation. I don't, think, I don't think it's even that. I think what happened was they got wind of the fact that the building was being demolished <laughs> yeah. and they could use that in their film. Yeah. Yeah. And they wrote that whole scene to make use of that yeah. demolishing of that building. Yeah. And, the only, and the thing they came up with was Riggs used to have a death wish two films ago. We'll have <laughs> yeah, a scene. Yeah. We'll have a yeah. scene where he's crazy. We'll play it completely for laughs. Like, don't open the door. Uh, oh, it, it, oh, almost oh, a catastrophe. Yeah, catastrophe, yeah. Um, oh, oh no, I'm going to cut the red white. Whoa! Minute ago, you said blue. I said blue. That sort of shit. The, yeah. the thing is, and it's that's exactly what you're saying. It's so broad. Yeah. And it's played totally for for laughs. It is a like nuts yeah. it's a nuts thing for someone. it is it, but it is a nuts thing for someone to do yeah. it is as it is worse than any of that crazy shit he pulls in the first lethal weapon film <laughs> yeah. you know that they say the building's cleared but he doesn't know yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not cleared it he's not checked every ring yeah. he's got his pal there and a cat <laughs> yeah he doesn't know when the bomb squad he's not no one's telling you when the bomb squad are entering the building to actually defuse this thing properly. Yeah. It could bring the building down on them. Yeah, so that's just Nobody should act like this what, bigger yeah. cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, for sure not. they're just for laughs. laughs. Yeah. Um yeah, and I think I, I completely agree with you. And I remember at the time just thinking, it's a good gag, and everyone's going, You yeah. brought the building down, good <laughs> job, Riggs. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's Oh, he's such a card. Yeah. What? That's like fifty million pounds worth of damage you've just caused there. Oh, and, and then, um, yeah, and that, and he's just literally jeopardised his best mate's life for a few minutes. Yeah, like just because he's acting zany, but it's, yeah. But it's and, and, and yeah. So I mean, what, and almost what it's done? like somebody should drive up and go. 
I've just come to pick my kid up. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, oh, fuck from the apartment. That, Ooh. That fucking yeah. ground the whole situation. You're the argument between the two, yeah? yeah. <laughs> um, That'll take them down a peg when yeah. kids these days blow up so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> just another kid. Yeah. We lost another fucking kid. Riggs. 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 So anyway. <laughs> so anyway. They get demoted, which, let's face it, it's like the least. <laughs> it's the least you'd expect yeah. to happen to them. And they end up as beat cops. So, for a gag. Yeah, again, for a gag. See them in, yeah, in beat cop outfits. Yeah, outfits. and Roger, you know, can't fit into his uniform anymore because yeah. he's in advancing years. He's wearing a girdle, they make a big play out of that. <laughs> and then, but he's retiring soon, so. Yeah, in eight days. In eight days, yeah. Got eight days. You can let me, let's not hear you bitch about red days. And let's not forget that, you know, he's been retiring now for, what was it, 87, this was 92, so five years, <laughs> yeah. retiring now. <laughs> you know they're beat cops now so I mean what the f- how is the film going to progress Scott because I mean well, they're beat cops they're surely they're just going to be like giving well, tickets I'll tell to you, people no, I'll, no I'll tell you how, how this film's going to progress and they don't just issue tickets to people they make a play of issuing tickets to jaywalkers but instead they think it'd be funnier funnier mind you to threaten them with a gun right to, to threaten to shoot yeah. him because he's <laughs> getting on his tits yeah I mean is this there's Riggs learned, learned nothing. nothing. He's <laughs> yeah. been demoted from what happened to him <laughs> yesterday. And now he's going to threaten to shoot someone to death yeah. for crossing a street. Hold <laughs> a gun. But this system. is the problem is, is it's almost like they just treat that as a gag then. Yeah. Like the scene later in the film where they go to the um, the movie set. Yeah. And he beats up the director, doesn't he? Yeah. And Again, he just punches him in the face. Yeah, he punches people, him in the guts. Yeah. For, smacks him in the face while he's lying on the ground, pulls his nose up like this. Now, for, for any, in the real world, any police for doing that would be fired, wouldn't they? Probably immediately. Wouldn't they? They'd probably have charges brought up. Yeah, exactly. Most likely. And so these guys, can you imagine this film coming out today? Yeah. It wouldn't play at all, would it? <laughs> if you saw, if it was a comedy about horror. Pulling like, guns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, with all the things like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, be maniac, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet John, maniac. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so they're beat cops, Scott. So, yeah, they're so beat cops. There's no big action anymore, is there? No, no, not until. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> not until a, 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 a Securicore type truck arrives at a bank to take the money and. The bank manager comes out and says, oh, you didn't sign for this. Hey, you're not the regular guys. <laughs> well, Riggs sees this and yeah. he's off like a ferret, isn't he? So he, he, chases, he, chases, he chases after these guys in this van as the genuine truck yeah. turns up with, what, what is she supposed to be? Aretha Franklin or something? Oh, fuck me. In, 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 <laughs> Where's that lovely man? What are you doing? Yeah, dreadful, dreadful fucking scene. But Riggs is giving chase gets into the uh, decoy van can we just make can we pause for a second and just acknowledge the fact that they've been beat cops for about two and a half minutes <laughs> yeah, on screen yeah. and action has come to them yeah. a big yeah. action plot has landed in their feet yes. after two and a half minutes of being beat cops and not only has action come to them one. Not only has action come to them, but goofy supporting characters yes. have also landed at their feet <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. to provide us with even more hilarious comedy relief. Yeah. yeah. There's a chase um, during which Roger's just trying to fend off the advances of this woman uh, while Riggs is getting the shit kicked out of in the back of the van. Yeah. Um, anyway, that 
That gets because you've got to give Danny Glover something to do, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to give him something to do. Well, yeah. It's that typical. There's one. There's one really cool cop, and then there's his bumbling partner. <laughs> the thing is, I've got to say though, because what you have said is that Riggs has become now more and more mental. Yeah. yeah. Have you noticed how in the film Murta has become more and more bumbling? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not that much older than he was in the previous films, but there are moments of this film where he literally runs around going, Riggs! Yeah. Riggs! Yeah. Riggs! Riggs! There are glimmers of elderliness about it. <laughs> like, like, totally elderliness, yeah. though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, it's a bit where he shoots somebody and he's like, Oh, I got my rheumatism. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Riggs, I gotta sit down. <laughs> I need some soup. <laughs> yeah. Where's my nitro? Where are my slippers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the chase ends with, again, Riggs punching out the guy who's just fall, come through the windscreen of a truck. Oh, yes, yeah. Punching him out. Right. Oh, I got away. Didn't yeah, got yeah. Away. one guy gets away, the other guy that gets captured, and it turns out that this guy, the guy they've taken in, is a guy named Billy, um, who has a connection to a guy called Jack Travis. It's, his name's not Billy Topfield, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. That <laughs> would be funny. That would be funny. He's got, he's got a connection to a guy called Jack Travis, who we're going to find out shortly is the villain of the film. Now, <laughs> what his plan is, I've got no idea. These guys weren't robbing the bank for him for any reason. They were robbing the bank on their own time. This is what they were doing in their spare time, these two guys robbing a bank. Yeah. Um, but the guy that got away goes back to Jack and says, Hi, um, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Jack. That was a bit of a cock up. We shouldn't have done that. It'll never happen again. Damn right, says Jack, and drowns him in concrete. Should be pointed out at this time, they're on a building site. Yeah. And he's, he's actually got a housing estate that he's That's building. That's his massive plan, though, isn't That's it? his massive plan, to, to build crime to build houses. Yeah. Now, he needs bullets for this, apparently. For this crime. For crimes. So he needs bullets for the crimes of crime. building houses. <laughs> no, he needs crime to fund his house building. Is that what he needs it for? I think so, because he's building a lot of houses I and he only think, needs one. I don't think it's ever been made explicitly clear that he needs Look, criminal It seems unlikely to me that a person would engage in criminal enterprises and real estate house building, and for those two... Uh, activities to not be joined in some way. Yeah, because I mean, what crimes. What's he doing to earn the money? Where's the where? What? Well, it seems to is he not. He's building, selling he's or building, buying guns. He's building is he houses. Buying guns? I, think I, think he's, I think he's building houses in order to be able to afford to steal guns, so he can then sell the guns and get the money back that he's spent on the criminals. I f- no, 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 I no, no, no. He's stealing guns, right? So he can sell them for profit, so he can afford to build houses, so he can sell them for more profit, and then he buys more guns with the houses no, he's selling. So he can build there. more Once houses. He's built his houses. He's made his money. Because right. the houses that are, that are built on concrete foundations with dead criminals in, <laughs> and people will pay a premium for those sorts of houses in the valley. For dead criminal houses? Yeah. Yes. I see. He's, is he getting the guns? Because he's an ex-cop, he's, he's sneaking into police stations and nicking their evidence, gun, the guns that are in the evidence yes. lockers. Right. I think. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm, now I'm confused. Yeah. And he's doing all this to fund his tickets to the ice hockey. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, God. I believe he fucking started on that. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> anyway, okay. Yeah. 
Let's not get it's right. Let's not get, <laughs> yeah, let's get ahead of ourselves. Okay, 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 Riggs gets introduced to Dog Biscuits because he's got uh, obviously a smoking problem, which right. Rog doesn't like. Sure. Now, but again, this but this will come back into it later on in yeah, the film. It will in a big way. When he uses the the Dog Biscuits to disarm the main it, bad guy. It will come into it in a big way. And he drowns him in Dog Biscuits. But again, this is another point I was going to make later: is that this film just <laughs> introduces plot point. Yeah, this film introduces plot point for no real reason. It's just something they thought would be a good throwaway gag later on again in the film. Is this the bit where they're trying to sell the house? Yes, Leo. and Leo's now a, a real estate agent for some reason. Because <laughs> he, he sells things, he's a, he's a you know... Yeah. Whatever you need, he's a, Leo, he's a, he's yes! A man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, only now no, he will just sell your houses. Sure. Um, and not very well. Um, but the... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that they, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. after this scene with the dog biscuits, okay, okay, okay. So after this scene with the dog biscuits and whatnot, um, they, they this is the house. sitcom scene. There's a scene um, in yeah. the house, isn't there? Yeah, where he's doing a shit job of selling the it's house, like, and they're holding on to Roger. He's in the kitchen, so he doesn't run out and beat Leo up for yeah. doing the shit job. And as Leo brings these people who are looking around the house into the kitchen, Riggs and Murtaugh look like they're hugging each other. Yeah, and everyone acts like they've <laughs> they've interrupted some sort of gay. Because it's, yeah. it's the early nineties, he wasn't allowed to be gay, yeah. so you know it's a bad thing. It's so, like, whack, whack, and everyone's whack. rolling their eyes. Yeah. And it's and literally like and Leo's. Why not? What? Man, what? Leo's basically telling these two no, guys. That's how the film ends. That's how the film ends. Johnny. It's how the film starts, and it's also how the film middles. So anyway, Leo's telling these two guys. Everything that's wrong with the house and everything that's been remodelled with bomb damage and cars being driven through walls. Nail guns. Everything that's happened. The battery's been completely irrelevant. In the previous okay. two films, because, you know, he says he has to, which I suppose is a fair point. But he forgot, he forgot about the... Um, nail gun in the nail shed. Nail gun in the shed. But then again, and of course, really cause any structural damage. Isn't this not just a... No, no, but anyway, it's a nice nod <laughs> to us audience members who have stayed faithful to the franchise. Previously. So we can remember the greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, previously. And Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I mean, right, so as they leave the house, um, another plot strand, uh, Rog sees his son talking to a gangbanger. Sure. Who I think is called Daryl, and he don't like that. That's a bit suspicious. And you're thinking, oh, maybe Nick's in a gang. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. Do you? I don't know. Were you bothered? No, I wasn't bothered. But you got to no. think about the kids. 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 Word. 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 Nick. Nick. Word. Because it was the nineties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was a bit time. That was a big thing in the night. That was a big gag. Yeah. It was a yeah. good gag. Yeah. So, um, and I mean, word. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, now word nerd. Yeah, yeah, word. What are we saying? I don't know. Or with W and D on the end. Yeah. I mean, th- th- and then this I think in a bit again when you you just already said where Riggs beats up the film director for firing Rianne because he's. Well, this is just a running theme of the film where. It doesn't matter where Riggs and Murtaugh go. Yeah, right? there's stuff happens. There's stuff happens. People getting mugged. People getting shot at. Yeah, I don't know. People banks getting, getting robbed. Yeah, banks getting robbed. Bombs being left Someone in buildings. Being murdered. <laughs> they go down any fucking road, and something happens. Yeah, 
And it's, I don't know what universe they live in. No. It's like fucking Last Action Hero. You'd be like, tired, wouldn't you? If this was your life, you'd be so tired yeah. after about the first week. Incidentally, I should say, uh, it was around this point, this scene with, is it Rhiannon, yeah. daughter? Maybe 20 or 30 minutes after this, I realised Chris Rock just wasn't coming. He just wasn't going <laughs> to yeah. this one. I'd forgotten which one he turns up. Yeah. It ain't this one, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Is it the next one? No. It's the next one. So, and, and again, now another plot strand is introduced then, which is where um, Murtaugh's in the locker room. He accidentally fires his gun, doesn't he? So Riggs covers for him by slamming all the lockers, lockers and whatnot. And, you know, you're like, oh, I'm pissed off. You need a reason. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you to cover that. But that's again dropped. So Roger's obviously now the saying that Roger's, what, becoming incompetent? I don't know what's happening there. Because he's ten years away from statutory <laughs> mandatory retirement. Yeah. But then he's wasn't he in the first film? I'm sure he was, I'm sure. Even though he could actually still be a cop for the next ten years, he's actually retiring early. Yeah. So the idea that he's turning into a fumble wit at this stage, <laughs> you know, if if they had progressed <laughs> yeah. this story arc or done anything, yeah, it might don't. have been interesting. But but they don't. Good. And he's and he's literally there's a couple of bits in a film, he just acts more like a fumble wit than he did in the previous films. Well it's not really a Story is no, it? It's just a, it's a one moment in the film that doesn't genuinely doesn't go anywhere. It, they don't follow it up by him being saying there's, no, there's no arcs for these characters anymore because we've done we've done that done the yeah. arcs we've done the arcs. <laughs> so all that's really all that really remains is incident and comedy. Right, that's all yeah. that's left. Yeah, which um, is yeah the incident part particular incident because they do walk around a corner yeah. and something happens. and an incident happens because if you're not telling a character story. You're not, we're not developing these guys. Yeah. We're done. The but, only bit of development maybe in the film <clears throat> is when they when they realise the bit on the boat. And it, it's not. It's okay. I think it's quite. It's not. A, it's probably one of my favourite scenes in a film. The bit on the boat where Riggs says, "You're retiring us, and I only have a life because I'm I'm here with you. And if I don't have you, I don't have anything." Um, that's really the arc of the film. Yeah. Reduced into one two minute. Scene that gets resolved just like yeah, there's just that, like that, and also the introduction of Lorna uh, in a little while when she comes in and she becomes obviously the love interest. But that's not an arc. No, well, no one really changed. <clears throat> nothing happens to Riggs. I yeah. think Riggs's hard edges yeah. have already been um, kind of kind of mellowed out by Roger and his family. Yeah, for exactly. so, yeah, through the yeah. magical art of comedy. So I'm not. It's not. It's not like she's there to. She's just some developed him or anything. Yeah, yeah she's just a, another member of the family. Yeah, to to make uh, to be a, for this sitcom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, after that scene in the locker room, um, Riggs then takes them to a gun range, doesn't he? And you remember that little cop, that little tiny like you know, oh, twelve-year-old cop. Yeah, they're suddenly inexplicably buddy with. Yeah, they're suddenly inexplicably buddy with that you've yeah. never seen before and never will again, except for you know two scenes from now when he gets killed. Yeah, um, oh, yeah the shallowest of character yeah. development. Yeah, and Riggs says, "I'll check this shit out." Yeah, um, I'm going to put a bulletproof vest in front of this target, and I'm going to shoot it with these bullets. And it goes straight through the vest and straight through the target and straight through the metal plate behind it. Yeah, we found these on the guy that was driving the armoured truck. Cop killer bullets. Yeah. Now, again, where these bullets have come from, you don't know. You never see him discover these bullets in the beginning. They're, again, that's another plot point that's dropped in on you from a yeah, great height. Right, yeah. And again, it means nothing at the time. 
and probably doesn't much later, except for the fact that now oh, there's a chance they could get shot. And I don't, it's, I don't really get the point of this at all, the, introducing this strand. It doesn't matter. I think this feels like a very artificial way of trying to raise the, tent, the stakes. Yeah. So no effect. Yeah. I, I don't think. But I mean, so... So what? I mean, at what point did we think then getting shot by normal bullets wouldn't be effectual? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the point of it is. Yeah, I agree. It's just totally superfluous. Yeah. Just... Jack Travis, in the meantime, he turns up at the police station where they've got Billy, like, say, um, banged up. Now, Riggs and Myrtle are interviewing, but Lorna Cole turns up as well. She's internal affairs. She's internal affairs. So there's a bit of banter. Internal repairs. Yeah. Boom. Doll. And hey, Rog. And why does Roger go along with this? When they're in the lift, hey, Rog, um, all that illegal shit you've been doing, uh, is it still illegal? And are you still yeah. doing all that shit? Are you playing along with all that stuff? Sure, But why is Roger playing along with this shit when he's in a lift with somebody he doesn't know? Whether he knows know. or not, this girl's like, internal affairs and whatnot, that's another scene that makes no sense to me at all. Are you telling me that Roger actually is doing something illegal? No, because he... I don't know. I don't, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just more bants. Yeah, yeah. more bants. Comedy, comedy bants. Yeah, anyway. Get with the programme, newcomer. Yeah, so Riggs then <laughs> reveals he knows that she's internal affairs. They have a meeting. She's saying she wants to interview Billy. They have a head-to-head. Let's go and sort this out in the captain's office or some shit. Yeah, the yeah. three of them bundle off. And in the meantime, Jack Travis turns up. Just and the captain, can I just say... Not even a shouty captain anymore, is he? Because no, he's, he's just given up. The, he's given he's up. part of the family. What's the part of the he's His spirit's been broken, like a stallion. What's yeah. the point in yelling at him anymore? Yeah. They're just going to go and blow shit up anyway and punch civilians. So what the fuck? Cause what? There's, there's the guy who's running infernal repairs. Mourner's <laughs> um, yeah. boss is there. He's arguing against Reed's murder, but the captain is arguing with them yeah. against internal internal. Thingamajig. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I think the and, reason... And then he reinstates them. Yeah. Because, you know oh, what, yeah. you've been beaten yeah. up for yeah. two days, here's your badges and guns. And you've managed to find some bullets and... Amazing. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do they get reinstated? I, what I, have they done? I'll tell you why they get reinstated, right? Because the captain is the only ongoing character in this whole franchise that you could conceivably threaten with death and he could die. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the scene later on <laughs> where... Travis holds him up. He could shoot him. The franchise would survive that character's yeah, death. Right. He couldn't shoot anybody else in that whole fucking film. No. Nobody else in that film could he shoot. Maybe the psychiatrist. She turns up at some point. Oh, maybe yeah, she's, 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 she's comic foil. Yeah, maybe yeah. not the psychiatrist. <laughs> no, because no. Or maybe you could shoot, but, like I say, some maybe third, fourth stringer. Teen cop you've never met before until <laughs> until four minutes ago. Yeah, the red coat the red shirt because that's film. tension. <laughs> the red shirt of the film that carries. Yeah. Um, so Jack, Jack Travis. That is part of the problem with the series as well at this stage. Is yeah. there's no tension, is there? Because no. it's a sitcom. Well, two. And these are sitcom characters. Nothing bad. Yeah. About, so. Three and four in particular. There's no actual like action tension. No. No. Uh, like like any at no point you feel any like gamble that like, someone could actually die because mm. everyone's so there's no stakes really no. they're just gooning around yeah they're comedies there's so, three and four comedies yeah um, Travis so like I say turns up at the station kills Billy while they're having this meeting now how does he do it so Travis is 
No, not Trump. Billy's in the interrogation room. <laughs> yeah. And he's waiting to be interrogated. Yeah. The others are all arguing and bickering like a bunch of kids in the office. Yeah. So Travis goes in and he says... Hiding behind his hands. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah he, right, he's, he's, he, he walks into the interrogation in. room where Billy is. Yeah. And he says... Go on. I didn't, I didn't make a note of the line. <laughs> Hi, Billy. Lifts up his gun, Billy. shoots him, cuts time to the chest, <laughs> yeah. and he says, bye, Billy. Yeah, right. And he walks out. Right, okay. um, and I just remember that we had a good laugh at that, didn't we? Yeah, about yeah. the fact that that was that. Did he practice that yeah. line? Yeah. He, did he practice what he was going to say to Billy yeah. when he walked in? What kind of bad guy says something to a dead guy yeah. and has lines practiced? So, right, they realise now Jack Travis has killed this guy because although Jack Travis was pretty smooth and knew where the cameras were, he didn't know they'd refurbished the interrogation rooms and put cameras in there. So he didn't realise. Apparently they put one on the table filming him <laughs> while he was shooting Billy because that's the footage you see in a minute. Yeah. when um, uh, What they didn't realise was there was a film crew in the interrogation room because the footage they showed yeah. is the footage from the film. Yeah. So he didn't notice that. He didn't notice the camera and the sound guy and yeah. the, <laughs> the boot mic you see that waving around yeah. so they, they they've got a, an ID on this guy Jack Travis turns out he's an ex-cop and um, but they they don't know where he is or what the hell he got but luckily Leo turns up oh. hey I know that guy Oh, well, that's fucking convenient, isn't it? That saved you doing any, like, police that's work. police work. Yeah, that saved me. Because Leo the has like, not got time and he is for them to John. actually detect shit. So that's what just thinks, but here's the thing. But it also has to have give Leo something to do. Yeah. yeah. In the scenes, that, and it's got to give Leo a reason to go along with them yeah. for a scene. But it doesn't. Because now Leo says to him, Oh, I know that guy. I sold him hockey tickets once. Let us sink in. Once. Yeah. He sold him hockey tickets once. So let's all go to a hockey game because he's built to be there. No, no I think it's season tickets. He no. sold him season tickets. Uh, did he? Tickets. I don't know. No, that I think it's season tickets. So he gets, so he's got the same seat for every game. So the idea of going along to the next big game is, is a smart one actually because they should be able to find him. But I don't think I think those, you can only buy those tickets right in the, in the bleachers of season tickets, I think. Right. So I think that's just something you're supposed to know. As sure, you know, right. I think that's less the problem with, with that is, is like you say, it's not, it's not police work. No. Because these guys aren't police anymore. No, you know? not in this film. Um, and in this film, you just need to bring another one of the characters in for, next, for this bit. Yeah. Now, Leo's, Joe Pesci's got to get his 30, 30 pages of script. Yeah? yeah? Otherwise, he ain't going to do this movie. So he's got to have his 10 pages at the beginning, his 10 pages at the middle, and his 10 pages at the end. Yeah. This is his 10 pages in the, in the beginning. That's so right. He's got, so he's going to have a big scene where he goes to the ice rink. And then actually, funny enough, the way they write him out of the film for a bit is just as incompetent as yeah. the way they write him in. So that then he doesn't have to be in the next chunk of film, <laughs> which can just be about the stars. Yeah. And then they can bring him back again later on to do his next 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. it literally yeah. is like a photo fit. Film, so, it's like yeah. a flowchart. Yeah, it has so, a cameo in every act of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's like it's basically a flowchart that says we've got to have Joe yeah. here, here, and here. Yeah. We've got to have Rene here, here, and here. Yeah. We've got to have Riggs's. Uh, we've got to have Murtaugh's family here, here, and here. Yeah. And these, this is the bits that you can collect them up. And we've got to have an action beat here, 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 and here. <laughs> There's your film. We've got three. Have I got all? We need a villain. Ah, oh, let's not worry about that. We'll do that later. We'll do that later. We have got the time. Right, so 
Wait, can't, yeah, we, have, can't we have one scene that explains the yeah. movie <laughs> We ain't got time. So they, 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 we can do it in like 30 seconds. Thanks, they, time. They, they find Jack I'm Harris. five fucking days away from retirement. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, Richard so, 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 I've, so. I've got time <laughs> to worry about having <laughs> it in my period. Yeah. Right, so they find Jack Travis. There's a little bit of a chase and he gets away. Uh, Leo gets shot. They get... Uh, or, you know, scratched or something with a, so they end up putting him in hospital uh, Riggs hilariously adds a proctology exam to his chart before I leave him like say therefore conveniently writing him out for the next half an hour um, and yeah let's go get some burgers so, so <laughs> Rog so Rog yeah. let's get some burgers Rog, Rog takes Riggs to his favourite burger stand where oh hang on gunfight gangbangers yeah <laughs> This is like what this is third, like, third part of the time of the film. Now, stuff where we happened. talked about the, the, there's no character development, so the film is all incident based. Yeah, but I think this is this is we spoke about this a little bit earlier. Was the fact that me and Scott watched this together? It, we we put, we noticed this very early in the film. Yeah, the incident literally falls into the lap of yeah. our main characters. They don't they investigate don't, they, yeah, exactly. shit. They don't follow any leads. They don't tra- tra- backtrack any evidence. Like in the first she one. literally falls in their lap like right now. Yeah, like in the first one, there's a plot strand. They interview people, which leads to other plot strands. They find it, they, they, there's, they, no, there's, there's no book and police for a nightclub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's none of that. There's yeah, no time yeah, for any of that yeah. None of that crap. They, they literally are sitting there eating a burger and Riggs, uh, not Riggs, yeah, no, Riggs looks, yeah. Like, looks over and sees an, an, um, an iffy looking car Decides to go investigate the, the this car and it gets into a gunfight and there's an action scene. Yeah, and just they just wander around LA and just stumble across this shit. Yeah, we, and what, it's very obvious. And Roger story. ends up killing the the gangbanger that Nick was talking to earlier. Yeah, and his old school friend, wasn't it? Yeah. So you know, and and Rog is really upset about that. I don't know whether he's upset because he killed the kid or because he was Nick's friend or or I've, what. I think he, he's torn up that he's killed basically like a, a kid, like a nineteen-year-old kid, and it's also you know, the fact that he knew yeah. he was his his kid's friend. Yeah, that he, it's not a short leap from him being that could have been my kid who could have been a gang member. Yeah, that that kind of um, post-traumatic stress. Yeah, quite like, almost yeah, works. I, again, like a lot of the films in the film, it's not given enough time to yeah. actually no, no, I, develop. I, I don't think that's a bad. Um, idea Plot for device. another film that's serious <laughs> and isn't this it, it feels definitely out of place in this film the yeah. rest of the but film again, is so light hearted and jovial yeah. this is this is giving now this is to give Danny something to do yeah yeah, yeah? so th- this is all about giving Danny something to make him interesting enough to come back and do Lethal Weapon 3 so you go this is what we're going to do with uh, yeah. Murtar in this film he's going to have this he's going to have to kill his kid he's going to end up having to really go through it and come out the other side yeah. stronger with Ridge's help. Right, I'm in. And I'm in for all, I'm in for all that other funny shit because I'm going to get to do this stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, really just feel like... Yeah. Yeah. And it I, mean, so, I mean, so, oh, it's not my least favourite thing in the film. No. I think there's, there's a bit that's so melodramatic uh, that because it's in this funny film, it feels, I think, comical. And it's the bit where Murtagh and Riggs and Rene Russo's character go to the kid's funeral. And yeah. he goes to try and like, apologise to them. This. Oh, yeah, and he gets slapped in the face. Yeah. And then the dad says, Who want to help my family? Mr. Officer Motar, you find a man that put a gun in my little boy hand. Is there anything I can do to help? Uh, you can give me a tree for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I thought that was. 
And it's like, yeah, somebody did put a gun in your boy's hand, yes. but he pulled the trigger on a cop. So. Now, but yeah. also, my, I, had, I had the problem of the truth yeah. of, them, of them going to the funeral for me felt really inappropriate. Yeah, totally really weird. You killed really him. Choice. Yeah. Stay away. Yeah, yeah. but um, it's just a hammer home. In case we haven't got yeah. it, yeah. yeah, let's just hammer home again. Now they've got a personal investment. Yeah, now they've got to bring now down, they've got right. a reason to bring this guy down. Yeah. They've got a personal investment. And what did that guy say? The father find out who put that gun in my son's hands. Now, actually. Um, turns out the guy that put that gun in his, his hands is a guy called, hang on, Tyrone, who's oh, yeah. got dealings with Jack Travis, uh, who's been stealing guns from a police lockup. But and that's like, in, don't they like brutally interrogate like two people and back and find that guy almost instantly? Pretty much. I say in a bit, they do, yeah. Say, so this Tyrone guy's buying guns from Jack Travis because he's a gun dealer, not a house builder guy no, no he's a gun yeah dealer. he's a gun dealer he's never built a house in his life he <laughs> doesn't build houses what yeah. that's just two completely incompatible real ones yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah again it's just something that just fell into their fucking lap this kid had got a gun that was stolen from a lockup by Jack Travis who's been so, uh, it, it's just everything there's no there's no Fred it's all just stuff I know it's what it's saying yeah. it's, it's just one scene after another with no connective thread between the, like they, they, they go to the funeral dad says find out who put the gun out the next thing is Murtagh's on a on a, on a like having a rage oh thing. so this, yeah. is, this is fun isn't it where Murtagh gets to be the rigs yeah. yeah he puts a gun in people's faces and says and, I want to find who put the gun well you know what I quite like that yeah. I quite like that Danny Glover got to be the rigs for like only for about a million minutes yeah. in the <laughs> yeah. film. But then it's, it's also at this point as well, don't you think, that Rene Russo's character goes from being um, this was the um, internal affairs character to one of the guys. Yeah. You know, she starts kickboxing people, doesn't yeah. she, in Is interrogations. This the bit where they go to the, the garage. Yeah. They go to the garage to interrogate the guy. Yeah. And then she takes on eight gangbangers yeah. and they just kind of let her do it because... Because at this point they've already have they already done the scene with the with the scars. scars. That's, that's after this bit, yeah. Right, so okay. the lockup bit so, comes first, and then. But all, yeah, okay. So, um, so where's the bit where they, the dog? Is it? This is it, yeah. So the, it, Mel Gibson handily happened. Oh, I think the I think the the Gary scene is later. So the Gary mm. scene is after the scar scene, yeah. isn't it? Mm. But there's definitely a progression here where Rose so yeah. goes from being in internal affairs to the most unlike an internal affairs person ever. I know what it is. When Murtar is basically disappears from the film for about 15 minutes when he's depressed, Riggs partners up with her yeah. to find out what's going on. And that, that's the point where she just stops being internal affairs and just decides just to be his partner for a bit. One of the boys. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go to that place one of the there's family. a dog. Yeah. So Mel, Mel Gibson, I look, he's got a pocket full of um, dog biscuits on him because of his cigarette problem. Uh, yeah. So he's best friends with the dog. They manage to get away from there. So after a fight, Mel Gibson gets clocked and he Lorna beats them all up. Yeah. And they steal the truck they've got, the pickup truck, which has got some crates on the back. Mm -hmm. They drive off and one of the crates drops out full of stolen guns. So they've managed to recover these guns that Jack Travis has stolen and he's selling on to Tyrone. So they go back to Lorna's place and they reenact... Jaws, the scene from Jaws, yeah. where they're basically comparing scars before they shag. Yeah. That's, yeah, again, lovely. Um, you know what, though? I didn't think that was a 
bad scene. No, because it was a good scene in Jaws. So yes, it was a good scene in Jaws. Yes, fair. It's been done before. But quite frankly, in this film, there isn't much time for anything other than a little bit of shorthand. And there's a little bit of shorthand to establish their relationship. It was not bad. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, the problem is that the whole film is shorthand. Yeah, I get that. I don't that. think there's a single scene that. that takes time. And, and, I, and I don't yeah. like the film as a result of that, but I can appreciate some of the moments in it. The, yeah. the way the writers have gone, right, okay, we've got, we've got to do this, and so we've got to do it in two minutes, how do we represent it? Mm. Um, and I think that's a really nice way of showing their, that they're birds of a feather. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not, yeah, not, not a bad point. But at this point then, there's a little bit of tension for Travis because Tyrone said, you know, Oh, my guns are gone, my guns are gone, I'm not paying you any money. Travis says, yes, you're going to pay me money or I'm going to kill you. And don't worry, I'll get the guns back. So he kidnaps Captain Murphy, holds him hostage at gunpoint. Who we really care about now because he's mellowed out so much in this film. We're really worried about one of the gang. They could kill him. He could kill one of the gang. He's disposable. Yeah, a disposable member of the gang. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So now we're really invested for the first time in the film. Yeah. What's going to happen to the captain? Yeah, well, well, Fuck me. Hang on. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to drop him. In fact, didn't we even find out what I said? I don't think anyone would actually mention him again, do they? He drags him around from place to place for a bit. He get, He's all right. Yeah, does, he, turn up. does he not knock someone off the platform? Does he not get his hero moment? I think he knocks someone off the platform yeah. you know, onto an electric rail. Yeah. Is that right? While he's handcuffed? So you've even got to give him something to get him back. Yeah. You've yeah. even got to go, you get a kill you're going to get a moment where you knock this guy. Yeah, well, you, get, you get to thump on a desk and shelter people. Yeah. I've done that the last two films. Yeah, well, I want something different yeah. for this one. Okay, yeah. we're going to mellow you out. Everybody you electrocute someone in an underground station. Whoa, I mean, I mean <laughs> and he gets to be indignant, doesn't he, when Travis shoots that cop. You yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. you. Is this where, um... <laughs> oh, you, you're bad. Well, have we missed Murtaugh getting over it? And they have their bit in the yeah, boat. In the boat. And yeah. what, what's that I scene? I like this scene. I don't know. I don't get I don't, why yeah, Murtaugh yeah. thinks he's shagging Rihanna. I didn't get where that came from. Well, oh, he says he's got a confession. Yeah. And he thinks... He sleeps to... And he sleeps to... But I quite like that. I think that's quite fun as well. Mm. That's what a dad would do, I think, in that situation. Yeah. He would leap to that conclusion because he's just thinking about his daughter. It's not occurred to him for a second that Riggs might be shagging the the, the um, I, eternal I, affairs I woman. Mind and he wouldn't care. I didn't mind the scene. Mm. I personally thought that Mel Gibson and Danny Glover both chewing the scenery a bit. Chewing it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, chewing the shit out of yeah. it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it because at least it wasn't because they were trying to do the drama, weren't they? Yeah, at least they weren't doing the fucking Shit. mugging again. Yeah. yeah. At least they were having a go. And I think they're both having a go. You know, they are chewing the scenery, but yeah. they are having a go. And mm. I quite liked it, that scene. Right, okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I kind of caught. It was all right. right. Okay. You're retiring us. You're not just yeah. retiring you. You so selfish. Weird, weird. I'm not doing anything. I'm not. No, that's not happening. Me. Murtaugh's like oh, trying to act right. Are you mad? Are you mad? Are you mad? You son of a bitch! You drown. It was pretty terrible. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. And then straight afterwards, they're into the mugging again because they have that line, don't they? Where he says, "Yeah, we're on a case of scotch." The boys are back. See, <laughs> <laughs> right after them. Yeah, right. So anyway, we're at the lockup, and then Lorna and Riggs uh, realise that he's opened the file. 
Sure. So they're going to go. He's going to go after the gun. So they barrel up as Captain Murphy's being what? Then isn't this the bit where they take um, little like instant yeah. red shirt? Little guy turns up and says, "Oh, yeah. hi! I'll come along." Yeah. yeah. All right. Come along, father. Yeah. Come I mean, what, uh, whatever your name yeah. is. <laughs> come on. Yeah. So anyway, he gets shot and killed instantly. Yeah. Through a barrel, through his vest, through him, and yeah, he's, so he's dead. Now <laughs> his brains are wallpaper. And again, yeah, I'd say totally. To no effect. It's because like, they cannot kill any of the main reoccurring cast. Yeah. So they, 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 to kill. they make a half-hearted attempt to introduce some new, like, cop and so go, it's another kid. Couldn't yeah. they have shot Roger? Because he's no use any later on in the fucking film, really. So they could have no, shot Roger. No, you can't Roger. have the final act without both of them. You can't yeah. do that. No, no. Or Lorna. They not shot You can't do it. But Lorna's new. She's not. No, she's one. She, you can't have a the only they female. Did, but they did action. that gag in the second one. Yeah, yeah but they she didn't have to die. She just got shot, and it's like. But oh, they've done that shot. gag in this one <laughs> with Leo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't. You, you can't, can't do the same gag from the same movie. Well, couldn't they have dropped more money on her? It's more modern times. You got to have the female protagonist. Has got to be in the final act with them. Oh, oh, so you, you know, you've got to introduce. A fucking half-baked non-entity character to get dispatched immediately. Well, whatever. There's a big chase. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Big chase. There's a big oh. chase. Riggs nicks a motorcycle, chases after Travis. Again, they get away. Riggs ends up hanging over and over. He's a bumbling around in a car. Like. Yeah, he's changed. He's got. He's like Steptoe and Son in some of the moments. He, 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 he looks like he drives like an old person. He's pretty much leaning over the steering wheel, looking up from Riggs all the time. Yeah, I mean. Um, it, he, what happened to Sassy Mama as well? Did she, oh, she, she, she comes back. No, she comes back once with some flowers. Yeah. Then and he hides behind the desk. I think that's just before Leo turns up. And, and then, and then, the so then the psychiatrist can go. You really need help because mm. you're hiding behind a desk. Hilarious. Yeah. And then Leo turns up for more hilarity, yeah. but also because Leo's actually done the fucking police work yeah. of, again of finding out where Travis actually is. Yes. That's what yeah. happens in a minute, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. He, he turns up, and again, I'm not entirely sure how he knows where. They are, but he just turns up. There's another a bit of bants where there, he's saying, oh, "Okay, okay, yeah, I'm gonna come with you guys. I'm gonna come with you guys. No, I'm gonna shoot your tire. Oh, that's okay. I'll just change the tire. Let's spare in truck. So he shoots the other tire, and now oh, oh I guess Leo's not. You owe me, me two tires. Yeah, at the end of the film, you owe me two tires. I'm gonna come back and have another bit at the end of the film. That's my thirty pages. <laughs> they screw you at the mechanics. They screw you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so. But no, 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 29 pages 30 pages this is a bit I thought was really fucking funny was um, you find out now Leo's found out where this yeah bad guy is and the place is called um, where is it we should find out Rancho, Rancho Royale and I just thought that was quite funny because of Rancho Relaxo John's old haunt that made me laugh and then so they go they turn up there they know the villain's going to be there for reasons yeah because He's bad. Yeah. I don't know so why. So he's building these houses for... Yeah, okay. Um, so Isn't he trying down. to build, like, cop land or something? Like, he's trying to build a place for cops. I don't know. I think, is he? I think he says something like one bit near the beginning where he's like, we're building this place for um, cops, to to, cops to live away from you sort of trash. He's talking to that, um, that gun runner guy. Yeah. Okay. And he's saying, we want to build this place out here away from the scum in LA, like people like you. And he's, you I think he's trying to insinuate he's building a place for him and his mates. 
Like it's crooked cop mate, it's like cro- crooked cop land. Dunno. I think he's given Slice the loner job as well, Sheriff. I can't remember there was something in there. I don't know. I might be getting my films mixed yeah, up. Maybe. I don't think that's in there. I mean the, the, the gang turn up then at this building site. Showing the town, dude. Yeah, <laughs> just showing the town. The guys, the guys turn up <laughs> the building site. Uh, they start a fire. There's a lot of fighting. Um, Myrtle has got that gun that the kid had for some reason. He's decided yeah, to take it around as a souvenir or something. I don't know. He likes to wander around with them. Yeah, so he's got the cop killer bullets in there. They find Travis. There's a bit of a fight. Lorna gets fire. trapped under a yeah. But Lorna gets trapped under a burning but beam or something. Um, Leo, is he around anywhere? Does he get shot again? Don't, oh, no, she gets know, shot, so, doesn't she? She yeah, gets probably. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, she gets shot. Yeah, she definitely so, gets shot. But she's not quite as good as them two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Travis shoots her a few times. It's like, ah, and then she can go, oh, I got shot more times than you got shot now. Yeah. They can do make some sort of reference back yeah, to the probably. scar they can thing. while she's dying. There's Oops. some more bants. There's some very unimpressive action, and then Riggs gets trapped in a building that's burning down while Travis decides to get in the slowest bulldozer he can find. Yeah. So I also think Murtar is at his most incompetent in this scene mm. because his job is basically to kind of walk... Gingerly, yeah, like an old man. There is yeah. the one good bit he gets though, because earlier on in the police station, Riggs was trying to teach him how to do a spinning back kick, wasn't he? And he ended up knocking over a wall. Oh, he does it to a guy. Yeah. So hey, that shit does Dun. work. Yeah, that there shit does go. work. But yeah, he just bumps around like an old man. He sort of yeah. around a bit in burning buildings. So he shoots the odd henchman who appears, and he goes, "Riggs, Riggs, 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 over here, Riggs!" And he throws Riggs the gun, which he's got the cop killer. Shouts, "Cop killers, Riggs, cop killers!" Travis through the front through of the, the front of the bulldozer. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. And then he says, "Go to hell, Riggs." Is you first, or you first, whatever line it's been used a million burning, times. Yeah. No, you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. Mm-hmm. Um, dig, dig this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything would have been better than you first. Let us help steam, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sends <laughs> into the thing to burn the bits. I don't know. Um, so that that's basically wrapped it up I mean Lorna got shot yeah but she was wearing two bulletproof vests so clever fine although she, she has just shot through the fucking um, was she actually wearing two one of, oh, them, yeah. one of them was made of double bulldozer yeah he just shot through the shovel of a bulldozer with these bullets so I don't think two vests stop it no. um, anyway that's the film basically you're thinking done. too hard for a film that clearly does yeah, not think yeah, at all yeah. so yeah. the film's done it's all wrapped up everything's good Captain yeah to be honest with you that's the only bit of the film I really fucking like was that song it's <laughs> <laughs> like so that, that's all done all wrapped up Rog then is in his bathroom it's retirement day yeah so the family all burst in yeah. happy retirement day, day. dad right. in the bathtub naked yeah and okay. who comes in next Leo and what's happened? Okay, okay. I told you, I told you, I told this turkey. Okay? I told this termite ridden turkey. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're staying in this termite ridden turkey for the next ten years. Because I'm not retiring. Yeah, man. Wigs, wigs. And then, um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it turns out he's not retiring. For reasons. Yeah. So for Why would he want to rule, you know, why would not want to have a fun life rather than a fucking shot at around every corner yeah, while we're Want to have another go around? <laughs> one more, more go around. Yeah. <laughs> we can flog this horse one more time. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. Credits roll. 
And then you get... Oh, God. Whoa, 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 This film has a post-credit scene. I was telling Scott about oh. this. I must have seen this film more times than I can count because, again, back in the noughties, and DVDs were a big thing, and I was like in my early 20s, my mate bought quite a few action films on DVD, and he bought the Lethal Weapon box set. So we'd watch these films quite a few times. I don't know why. Um, and it was like years later, I was watching it with a mate, and... We were talking and the credits were rolling, and then suddenly out of nowhere, we just didn't know that there was this end credit bit where they blow up another building. We just didn't know for years. I didn't know there was an end credit scene <laughs> on this film. But why would you? Yeah. Why would you suspect that this film of all films has a post credit scene? No, I mean, so we, I had a habit with, of staying to the end of every film. Where, when I went to see a film, I would stay to the end. So I did know there was an end credit scene in this film. But what an end credit sequence makes it all worth it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so basically, it's another bomb threat in another building. But at least this time, they don't blow the building up. <laughs> yeah, they just drive towards it going, come on, yeah. Murta, let's go in. And then yeah, it just blows up in front yeah, of them. Yeah, it just blows up in front of them. So they didn't actually do anything. Oh, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm too old for this shit. Awful. Seam. Yeah. I'm talking with this shit. So that's Lethal yeah. Weapon 3. Oh. I had quite a, a lot of fun talking through that. Yeah. yeah. And giggle. But the film's not, really. It's. I its big, it, yeah, its biggest problem is that there isn't actually a plot there. It's yeah. just a, a collection of scenes that are just bolted together. And I say you're sitting there watching it, and the thing that. The, the, the thing that I think is the biggest problem is the villain. The, the villain's shit. He's got no mo- You don't know what he's doing. No. Why he's doing it. I still don't really know what he's doing. He's got the thing about building houses. He steals guns for profit. But is it to build the houses or are the houses to make profit to buy more guns? And if he's building houses, why does he need to steal guns? Because surely there's money in that. I mean, really, a lots of people build houses. And make money from just doing that. Yeah, yeah. that's without the thing. having to run that's guns. Thing. That's it's not like every body making houses is having to support themselves yeah. on the side with crime. I remember when this because job, the house market is this so shit. I remember when this job used to pay real money, and now I'm having to rob guns to make ends meet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really underwritten. That's really muddy. I don't know what he's up yeah. to. Yeah, as I say, there's no no police work in it at all. No. Everything just happens for them. And when they do meet a dead end, another character just happens to have the answer. Yeah, and there's also the thing where, about three times in the film, if you're actually paying attention to watching the film, and paying attention to what happens, incident literally falls in their lap. Yeah. They are walking down the street as cops doing beat work. Yeah. They're stopping to eat a burger. Whatever they're doing, before something they, literally like, before happens they in front even of know them. who Travis is or have any dealings with him at all, one of his henchmen happens to rob a bank in front of them. Yeah, that's the only reason they get anywhere near him to start with. Yeah, the first it's place. so poorly written. <clears throat> yeah, it, really poor. Yeah, it's just bad. I think bland, bad and bland. Not bad exactly, but bland and dull and yeah, yeah, no fun really. Even for all the comedy that's in it, no fun. And you do wonder if... Because these days it feels like the power of, is more in the hands of the, the writers and producers and directors of films. And I wonder if back then the stars didn't just have a little bit more power 
and a lot of it had to do with um, ticking boxes for everybody that the film has to has to do that you don't start with the plot you start with what the film has to do to keep all the talent happy it's got to do this for Mel this for Danny this for Joe and then you yeah. just kind of <laughs> cobble something together based on hitting those beats yeah and I said, but again, they really should have spent some time. It's, I've, I've not researched this film, I no. must admit. Not researched it, so I don't know. Maybe, this, maybe it was a writer's strike. Maybe something happened. Maybe it was a scheduling issue and they just had to rush a film out quickly. But they really should have spent some time giving the villain something to do. He's Five stars. Very funny and enjoyable. Especially the dog. <laughs> well, he would, have, he, would have, he would have really liked equilibrium then. They missed the trick not bringing the dog back in the fourth. Film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is the dog in the fourth? I don't know. Maybe there are dogs in all of them. I think maybe, maybe yeah. he is. Maybe yeah. he is. Oof. Claire says the ending is romantic. The actors performed very well. This film is very nice. I watched this movie with my father. The plot is tense. The filming is very expressive. A story with a happy ending. It feels None like of those like, things. I don't yeah. know. It feels like ten non sequiturs yeah. joined together. Yeah. I watched it with my father. It was dark. We had some food. Yeah. The film was <laughs> good. That's how the, this thing's written. It's literally one sentence, full stop. It's, it's like how a children's book is written. Lethal Weapon 3 is all about chases and comedy shtick. And in this case, the sum of the parts really adds up to more than the whole. The a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> Can't um, fault this film or the product. <laughs> no, <laughs> five stars. Whoa. Lethal is, is someone who's completely missed the fucking plot. Lethal Weapon 3 is pretty much the same as Lethal Weapon 2, which was pretty much the same as Lethal Weapon. Well, no, we've already, <laughs> we've already showed you in, in, what, in which regards that's not true. Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> Lethal Weapon 3 offers mediocrity wielded by experts. It's not a movie, it's a machine. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That, oh, that summarises everything we think about. Pretty it. much. That is pretty much on the head. Ordered it for my mum. Three stars. <laughs> Four stars. Gift. Uh, that's literally the review. Gift. <laughs> Uh, it won uh, an MTV Movie Award for Most Desirable Male. I'm guessing that is Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um, best Action Sequence. And Best On-Screen Duo. Notable that it didn't win for all else. <laughs> Just MTV Awards. <laughs> uh. But no, it's just a, a really... I mean, yeah, just by committee, that's what it seems like. It's like a... Yeah, I think it definitely feels like a... Just a product of a film rather than a film. Like, it's not something that's been made with love. Something that's just been made out of necessity. You know, like, we need a third lethal weapon to fill our schedule yeah, for Yeah, like year. I said, I'd love to know what the, um, what the uh, crack was because it does feel like it's a film that was just shoveled out there to fill a space that they've got and they just perhaps didn't have time to write it I don't know maybe so um, if you enjoyed Lethal Weapon you might enjoy these according to Amazon let's see if we agree <laughs> with them so if you enjoyed Lethal Weapon you might enjoy Total Recall which one? Uh, the Arnie one yeah, yeah. I enjoy Lethal Weapon uh, Lethal <laughs> Total Recall but I'm not sure I understand the 
No, I don't like get the link. Two. No, you might enjoy the Die Hard quadrilogy. Well, or you might enjoy three of them. One, 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 two, two, <laughs> you might enjoy True Lies. Yeah, you might do. And my favourite one is you might enjoy Learn Weapons Bundle, Sword, Staff and Sabre 3 DVD set directed by Dr. Yang. Because you obviously <laughs> like weapons. You obviously like weapons yeah. because you've watched Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Learn the fundamentals of these traditional Chinese weapons in detail. From Master Yang, Zhuang Ming, Mr. Nicholas, and Kathy Yang. What um, what meta what meta creeds is he get? Oh, uh, Lethal Weapon Trace. Why watch Lethal Weapon? It got a meta score of thirty six. Yeah, <laughs> well, you can be one. Yeah. What was that on Metric? Yeah, thirty six. Great inspirational video showing and demonstrating basics on how to yield Chinese swords. Enough to keep you busy for all your life. Five stars. My favourite purchase so far. Well, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 57. Audiences gave it 61. Higher than I would have thought. But then, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's bland enough, I suppose, to be liked by a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah, just trying to find out. The movie audience. isn't going anywhere, but it goes in circles at top speed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Manages to be highly entertaining and sanctions all its violence by making the bad guys so despicable that death seems to be the only solution. What? No, no way. The film's not even in the fucking film for, you know, all but five minutes. I completely disagree with yeah. that review. If there's an original moment in this movie, producer Joel Silver and director Richard Donner sincerely apologise. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think... So what, are we going to put this in the vault? I don't think so. Yeah, it's... I would say... It's bland. mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Media. It's mediocre I would out say 10. it's mediocre out of ten. Yeah. I completely agree. And, um, and that is the worst abyss to fall into. I think so. I think it's um, it straddles the two worlds of shit and good. Yeah. <laughs> and the one... And the one uh, <laughs> One it ends up in, in film purgatory. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's in the it's in a, it's a Venn diagram. Yeah, with shit over here and good over here. It'd be where those two cross, yeah. right in the middle. Yeah, and I do remember watching yeah, a, the coloured grey, a clip of um, uh, <laughs> Siskel and Ebert, and I think Ebert really didn't like it very much. But Siskel was saying that um, all a film needs to be good is five good scenes and no bad ones, and he said this film's got like. Two good scenes. I think one of them he said was the scar comparison scene, uh, to which my response was the same I said to you. Well, yeah, it was a good scene in Jaws, so yeah, it was a good scene. But I don't, I don't understand what's to like. There's nothing really. I don't know. Uh, like, to me, it just doesn't feel like a film. No, no it's, it's it's not a film. A loose collection it, of scenes. Yeah, there's no real connective thread. Well, I don't it. think the set pieces are very. You know, there's nothing no. as memorable as. Murtar on the toilet with a bomb on it. No, you know, there's nothing really like. Or the ship at the end when he's uh, in Lethal Weapon Two, when he's going through and shooting bad guys bit it's by a bit. Revoked. There's nothing and really. A decent, fight, yeah. a decent fight. The villain's very meh. And I, it's just, I think they could have. The film would have been much more memorable if they played down the comedy quite a bit, and they had maybe played a lot more on the whole story with Murtar and the, yeah. and the kid. The, the thing game. is, yeah. I actually <laughs> think because there's less comedy in Two. 
when there is comedy, it works at a much better level. I mean, the bit where Murtar goes to the South African embassy yeah. um, is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, and actually, I think Joe Pesci is much better in Lethal Weapon 2 than he is here. Yeah. And in number three, three, it's just irritating. Irritating, yeah, yeah. irritating. And, and in, in four the sense, is better. And I think in four, four is better than this film. I like four. And I say the, the villains are good, the fight scenes are good, the action scenes are good, comedy's better. It, and it works much, much better. But also in Lethal Weapon 2, there's a scene, isn't there, when the villains realise that the cops are on them. So they basically execute the entire team, don't they? It's only Riggs and Myrtle they miss. They go around and they kill the entire team. Oh, that's right. And they kill Vasquez. Yeah. On the diving board. Yeah. The memorable stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, and I say, there's nothing even remotely comparable to that in this, or, or the first one. It's... Yeah. It's so... Bland. Yeah. Bland. Yeah. Middle of the road. Mm. I mean... It, the other scenes, like the, the bit, the dog biscuit scene, which again, I don't know where must have thought about, oh, we could meet a dog and how can we explain the fact he's going to get this dog on his side and it's just right at back and we're addicted to dog biscuits for, for some reason. No, I don't know. It's just, none of it's, none of it makes any sense. No. Yeah. And then, yeah. I think, I think, think, we've, think we've said what we can. I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we've run aground. Yeah. Well, so, We've landed in the mediocre <laughs> Are we going to talk about what we're going to come back and do next time? Yeah, yeah let's do that. So having done... Episode 50. Episode 50, we're going to pick a special five, one. It's, it's going, going to, to pick be a special one. A really special bad film. It is. Mm. So... No. We, we, do, we do a lot of films that we think are bad, that a lot of people have different opinions about. Studio, big studio pictures like Leaf Weapon 3. We do some films that everybody agrees are terrible and they almost get rediscovered as terrible films like cult classics. So we've done Birdemic, we've done Trump 2. This is a film that definitely falls into that category. It was made in 1992 but, mass, but, but for the most part was not released until years and years and years later when it was rediscovered as like a bad movie classic. The film is uh, called Samurai Cop. Um, it is not entirely dissimilar to Lethal Weapon Lethal Weapon is kind of like, I think, the basis for it, because sure. it's about a guy with long hair, yeah. and his partner, who's a black guy, um, and it desperately wants to be a Lethal Weapon movie, with a sprinkling of Japanese samurais, ninjas... And softcore porn. <laughs> and softcore porn. Unfortunately, nobody involved in it is anywhere competent enough to carry it off, We'll come back and tell you how incompetent they are in the next episode of The Bad Movie Vaults. Awesome. Yeah, okay, so that was Bad Movie Vaults. And we'll be back as soon as John's finished his saxophone solo. That's uh, goodbye from Scott and Mud and John, and we'll catch you next time.